0: Hey everybody, Pat here. Apologies, this episode is so late. We recorded this last Friday and it is now Wednesday when I'm releasing it. So you're going to hear occasionally from me throughout this episode with just a couple of little updates for things Spinksy and I could not have possibly known when we recorded this last week. Um, so apologies for the delay. I know a lot of you have been looking forward to it and you'll hear from me throughout with a couple of little updates. All right, in the meantime, let's crack in. Here's the episode. Hello and welcome to Two for Nine, your favourite cricket comedy podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Cullen, and sitting across from me, the main man, Alex Spinks. The main man! He's back, folks. It might actually be true now. Well, it's one of those things that if you keep saying it, people will believe it. They have to. They have no choice. It's legally required. I am
1: the main man.
0: Yeah, Una, my friend. Um, Hey, look, we lost a test match, We (laughs) did. That was a surprise. (laughs) Yeah, it was a bummer. I was pretty certain we were going to win for a significant portion of that. Up until...
1: The rain, or just after the rain on day three, I was like, "Yeah,
0: we we got
1: this, we got this." Oh,
0: oh, we're all out. Oh, okay, oh, okay, okay. Yep, cool. Yeah, we don't. Nobody wants us to be a part of this test match anymore. Yeah, yeah fine. It's fine, that's fine, that's good. Harry uh, Brook, do, do you think? your thing, what even are you, mean, Harry Brooke? Um, he, he, they were impressive though. The Poms. it's got to be said. Like the the their second batting in the second innings was really good, and the crowd got behind them, and they bowled great. And Mark Woods, the fastest man alive, a
1: much nicer. Headingly crowd than I think even England expected.
0: Yeah, yeah, way nicer, way nicer. Like, what the heck was that?
1: That Headingly, that Leeds could show the posh boys in the long room what good banter is and good <laughs> behaviour is at a cricket ground is mind-boggling, especially to the people from Leeds. <laughs>
0: I think of the northeast as being the place where like you're going to- Like
1: football f- mad England. <laughs>
0: like the home of football hooliganism is not yeah, going to be the like place where Leeds you go for manners. Leeds versus
1: Millwall is just, I don't know, a terrorist exercise now <laughs> for the cops. And they turned up to the cricket and had a lovely time.
0: They were absolutely delightful. You know, the Aussies got extra security brought on. They For no reason. For no reason.
1: There were some good songs from the Barbie Army. They were yeah. just happy to be back, being able to be involved and bring their instruments again.
0: It yeah. was a lovely time. You know who I felt f- sorry for. I felt sorry for the poor bloke who buys the ticket, goes to turn up with his dad to like watch his one day of test cricket and gets a dude with a trumpet behind him for <laughs> 10 hours. For
1: some reason that your dad just neglected to tell you this is where the Barmy Army sits.
0: Yeah, exactly. Your dad just, just bought tickets, mate. Yeah. He doesn't know how to operate Ticketmaster. He's not a doctor. You know, he's, <laughs> he's just trying to make it work. And next thing you know, nine and a half hours, you know. Yeah. Yeah, deaf by the end of the day. Yeah, it's all Polly could keep saying which was watching the cricket over my shoulder and sitting down with me was like, I feel so sorry for that bloke in front of the trumpet. Um, Even if you sign up for a Barmy Army ticket, you may not necessarily expect to get- They're not trumpet seats necessarily. I mean, they should be- Yeah,
1: you might be next to the guy with the kazoo,
0: which is a lovely day. (laughs) Delightful. The guy with the bagpipes, sensational. Oh,
1: beautiful, mellifluous
0: (laughs) tones. (laughs) Nice use of the word mellifluous there. Thank you, I
1: read a dictionary.
0: (laughs) Very good. Very good stuff. Um, My friend, before we get on to the third test, let's just quickly catch up with the women's ashes. Why? It's not going very well. (laughs) Well, I mean, depends on your perspective on that front. Um, England have won two in a row here. They won a T20 and they've won an ODI. Three in a row. Three. We won
1: the the test, the only test, and we won the first T20. It's like, cool, we need to win one more and we've got this locked up. Three games later, we still need one more win to lock it up.
0: Please. It's now all tied up at six points all, and it's like, guys, come on, do me a favour. Heather Knight, get out. Get out, Heather Knight. Please. Like, do we need to put some dollars in their S- bank account? Oh, probably. They're not paid well. That's great. <laughs> I, think, I think any, <laughs> any pound helps. It could do with just a cash injection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if anybody from the Commonwealth Bank is interested in listening, I should say, and interested in just securing this series for the team you sponsor, now would be the time. Yeah, it won't cost much. <laughs> you know, just... just just take the bank fees I've paid for just the last three years and I think we could get it to turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think all of a sudden Heather Knight might drop a few games. <laughs> um, oh, look, she batted incredibly, you know. Yeah. She's such a classy player. Heather Knight, and she really saw that one home, made a 70 odd, looked great. Um, Beth Mooney, friend of the pod. Terminator. The Terminator. My favourite.
1: Normally, the uh, short form games for Australia go if Beth Mooney doesn't score runs, we don't win. Mm. If Beth Mooney scores runs, we win. Mm. But this time, only Beth Mooney scored runs. At least Perry got a 40, and we didn't win.
0: Feels honestly a bit like a personal attack, if you ask me, speaking. Yeah. How dare she? How Yeah, how dare she? So, so, Southern Stars, can you just do us a favour, please? Because because the like we're watching the men's series and that's on a freaking knife edge and I, I can't emotionally handle if the Palms come back from here and win. I
1: was looking forward to a very cruisy Women's Ashes series. So, so just, like, just the salve that yeah. we need, the come down, the relaxation. And no,
0: it's on a knife edge. It's like, can we please, Southern Stars, for me, Pat, can we please just- Win this next game and just shut this whole thing down and, and you know, restore some water to the universe.
1: Yeah, I'll take the drawn series. Like we got that in the men's ashes last time in England, and I was perfectly happy. Fine. Perfectly happy. No problem. Mm, so, more
0: of that, please. <laughs> A big shout-out too to Ash Gardner, who's just been bowling the house down. Got another three for after a performance in the Test, which was just so sensational. So she's really killing it. Um, we just need to get more runs on the board, spins
1: Yeah, and we need to get them out. Yeah. Like that's the, the what has kind of been the thread through the women's games is the Australian wickets tend to fall in fairly sequential order of mm. the batting order, like first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Yeah, yeah. We haven't often had a middle-order batsman playing with the. Tail, even though most of the girls can bat, yeah, but England they tend to keep a knight or a cyber brunt in yeah. through the whole innings, and you're never safe when that happens.
0: No, so look, if you're listening, um, Southern Stars, just do us a red hot solid, would you? And just get Heather and and Nat out, and then we can just roll or Combank them. or pay Combank them. just pay Combank them. just pay them, do please. It. They should just pay them. Anyway, but also in this particular case, if they could just pay Heather bribe specifically, <laughs> just, just bribe them. I'll send Mark Warren. He's he's, yeah, he's good with Yeah, He's great with that sort of thing. <music> Folks, Pat here from the future. Just to say that we did actually end up winning the women's ashes. Um, we won that last game that smixie and I were holding out for there in Southampton, just by the thinnest of margins. Elise Perry came to the party again, but... England won the last two games to sweep the White Ball series, so, you know, it's ended up with Australia winning the Ashes by the thinnest of margins, uh, and the Brits claiming the White Ball Series win. Um, so look, ugh, phew, doesn't get much closer than that, folks. And it was Nat Siverbrunt, again, um, who batted you know, out of his skin. So I, I don't know what to say about it other than to say thank you uh, to the, uh, the Southern Stars for getting the win there. And it's kind of good to see that the credit shared equally, nearly, between two really great cricketing sides. All right, back to the episode thing. Um all right, Sphinx, Sphinx Arena. Let's get on to this third test, this this loss that we just experienced over there in, in Headingley. Um we had a late change to the team which ended up being incredibly pivotal. Um you know, pod favorite, the 2 meters of man, the mountain of meat, Cam Green. <laughs> The
1: mountain of meat. (laughs) Meat mountain. Um, That's going on his big bash jersey.
0: Yeah, he's got to. He he had a little of a hamstring strain. He did. Just a little niggle.
1: A little niggle. Just a little niggle. Like he was all right. I think he even came on as a sub fielder in the uh, fifth day or the last day of the test. So he's okay. Yeah. They just didn't want to risk him.
0: Which, understandably, is twenty-two. Exactly. And the amount of like you know young cricketers we've been seen you know taken out by injuries early. We, we, or uh, Pat Cummins. Pat best Cummins. example.
1: He didn't play for five six, six years.
0: years. Yeah. So they they played cautious with him and and Mitch Marsh. The Bison came in.
1: Yeah. Um, from it, his UK holiday, as <laughs> he put it, and said, "Oh yeah, came to England, had a nice little time, scored a hundred, that was good." Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go see Stonehenge next. <laughs> Cheekily comes in on a UK holiday um, and
0: hits a run a ball hundred. Yeah, a
1: run ball hundred and eighteen is like I said it to my dad who was watching with it at the time. Is when he came out, he very much looked like a guy who knew he was in for one test mm. because if he did badly, he's going to get dropped. If he did fine, he was probably going to get dropped. Like he's he only has one test to play, and he went, "I'm going to play
0: and play." Di- he did. <laughs> He was incredible, Sphinx, and I, I got to tell you, um, Chris Barty, uh, not on the pod again this week because he is in the middle of new dad life. Um, he is, you know, changing diapers, trying to keep the ball afloat. He's he's in struggle town, but he did send me a message or two when the bison was selected, and he was absolutely thrilled. He's your boys from WA. Ah, you, you got to look after him. And Chris has been a long time, long time fans of the pod will know. Chris Barty has been a long time fan of. Of mitchell marsh the marsh brothers in general huge marsh fan um ridiculous absurd i'm they- a mechanical brothers fan myself <laughs> <laughs> ignoring basic facts of reality some might say um so he was completely thrilled to see mitch marsh in I was very tentative, Spinks. I would go as far as to say I was groaning and holding my head in my hands. Like, I think a fair percentage of Australia. And um, I was I was left feeling that I potentially have been overly harsh to Mitchell Marsh. Yeah,
1: big guilt complex coming oh, through. Huge. This is the man who openly said a number of years ago that he's probably the most hated man in Australia because yeah. of the failures that he's had on the test scene. And everyone went, yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, he knew where he sat. And then yeah. he came out and did this and everyone went, oh, sorry, Mitch. I, I didn't mean <laughs> it. You know, I was, you know, I was no. having a rough time. Sorry, Mitch. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm, i just sad I, you haven't played for four years.
0: I was just dreaming of a unicorn player that gets, I was just dreaming of having Jacques Callis at number four, you know, who yeah. can bat, yeah. average 55 with the bat and, you know, take 200 wickets at sort of 25 odd. That's what I wanted. Yeah, not it. it's not much to ask for. I don't think it's too much to ask for, really. You know, just Mitchell, the, just be like Jacques. Just be like Jacques, you know, just be a once in a generation, complete freak, incredible cricketer. That's all. That's all we're that's all we
1: want and you know cameron when you're ready you can you, you can, can give that a go too. too
0: you know uh, how hard can it be to bowl 140 km kilometers an hour and also bat five like well how how hard could that be oh i, I don't think it's that difficult at all surely that's why you see so many of yeah them. oh you, every team's every team. got one every team we apparently now have two <laughs> allegedly um yeah i mean mate he was he was incredible Mitch, yeah, you know, and pa- best partner in crime for him is Travis Head.
1: Yeah, is if we are down to five and six uh, in the batting, just two guys who just want to take on the ball, baseball style, if oh. you will. Ooh,
0: it was very baseball. It, was, it? it was. It was. It like was like a basketball. reverse baseball. Yeah, and it nearly worked because those,
1: a- those were the only two batters we had that scored any meaningful runs. It was a labzub. <laughs> I'm not even going to dignify <laughs> that with a response. <laughs>
0: It was bad. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. I'll put myself in the doghouse. Sorry, mate. You were saying there's no better partner for him than Travis Head. Yeah,
1: just two guys who when they play their own game, because Travis had his big dip where he was, you know, probably averaging about 26, 27 in mm. the test team because he was trying to play like Marnus or Smith and just yeah. the accumulator um, or one someone who see out a new ball and Usman. then um, mm. hit it big later. But it's just not their style. And especially because we were taught, like Travis had got dropped in India because they're on turning tracks, and they just didn't think that he could play that way. And then he went, "No, no, no, I can." Watch,
0: and boy, didn't he? Yeah, exceptional. The
1: last uh, Ashes in Australia that he finally let loose, and which is what I've been saying about that. Cam Green needs to do, and now all he has to do is watch Mitchell Marsh, and he'll be perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way I need to. How high yeah, can yeah, it yeah. be? Just watch what
0: Mitchell does. Something see. I never thought I would ever say. <laughs> And mate, the other highlight of that first innings was just Mark Wood. Like Mark Wood was incredible. That first over he came and bowled like between ninety three and ninety six miles an hour.
1: Averaged ninety four point two or something. And averaged in his first spell.
0: Do you know what reminded me of Spinks? I was. It took me back to the summer of two thousand and nine when I was at the Wacker and I was watching the South Africans play the Australians in that. Famous test where they held on for a draw.
1: Mm, not the other famous test with South Africa where we sandpapered balls? No, 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 no. No, not that one? Different one? Different one. one different okay, different one.
0: Before the
2: sandpaper. Yeah, yeah. Cool, day. cool, cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, With Dale stain would recently come into the team and on the whacker was bowling 145 kilometer an hour outswingers that were just completely unplayable. And Ricky Ponting played out of his goddamn skin and, the, you know, the rest is history. But... Uh, I haven't seen fast bowling with that amount of movement at that pace since Dale Stane. It was incredible to watch from Wood. Yeah, and what you
1: see with a lot of pace bowlers, especially in England, the super fast ones, the ball tends to swing once it's gone past the batter, once Mm. it's gone past the edge. You'll get this big deviation. Johnny Besto spills his lollies and it goes for four. But what he was managing to do was it swings late, yeah, like that last four meters before the batter, and he'll get serious deviation in the oh. air, and it's just offensively <laughs> cool. Like it's everything that we want for you know a Jeff Thompson, but with accuracy, it's yeah.
0: phenomenal. And I, I would I would say moved it more than Tomo as well. I could not believe. Oh like, yeah, mate. Tomo probably quicker, but jeez, Wood was good in that first innings. Like, it, makes me, it made me wonder, pal, like, because we've seen Mark Wood bowl a bunch. We saw him bowl in Australia. He was good. We've seen him bowl in the UK before. But I wonder how often he's been carrying an injury.
1: Yeah. Well, another thing with him is that he is his uh, reverse Ravi Ashwin is he's dropped for home tours. Yeah. At home, he doesn't bowl a lot. He bowls in Australia. He bowls in South Africa. He mm. bowls in New Zealand, whereas they get home, the pitches don't offer anything for him they prefer the anderson and broad line length semen swing and so he doesn't get to play a lot and after watching him these last tests was like well you should <laughs> we want to see him and he's yeah. skittling the, the pegs of our batters like,
0: oh mate that ball that he was it kawaja that he yeah. oh mate like
1: imagine if joffra archer was fit oh and wood was fit man and broad is probably the other one but oh works can't forget Wokes is Wokes. their kind of mini all-rounder is he's, he's back and he's bowling really well and he's batting mm. really well like their tail doesn't look anywhere near as long with those two in the squad Hugely. and it absolutely helped
0: in this test i mean it totally changed their side those two inclusions really made a massive difference like the just
1: difference- not having james anderson in your squad adds 35 runs <laughs> to
0: yeah. your batting total. And and not having Ollie Robinson in your squad removes one dickhead. Yeah, you know, which is one cool. massive <laughs> knob. One massive knob, which I think is also really helpful. It's it's a positive. Yeah. Hey, bud, you know what I think we might do today, just for a kick and a giggle? What? I think we should bring Tom in earlier. He is who sells the tickets. <laughs> He is who the people come to see. Exactly. And maybe off the back of Tom, we can kind of jump into more of the detail of this test. But but I reckon let's bring in our British correspondent. Let's hear from T.K. Hawkey, also because he won a test yeah, match. Yeah, he deserves to go and, first. I think he deserves to go first before we get too into it. Okay, here he is, folks, Tom Hawkey with our Bulletin from a Brit. Classic.
2: Hi there, Tom K. Hawkey here with another bulletin from a Brit. I am considering changing my career to reduce the amount of stress in my life following these Ashes series. (laughs) Top picks so far are firefighter, hostage negotiator and Boris Johnson's public relations officer. (laughs) On the 1st of July, Australia won the first women's T20, going 6-0 up in the Ashes and leaving England's women essentially needing to win every remaining match. On the 2nd of July, the Australian men won the second test, going 2-0 up and leaving England's men definitely needing to win every game. Since then, the England women's team have won the remaining two T20s and the first ODI, and the men's team won at Headingley. Surely not. So, after three tests, we stand at 2-1 to Australia. It's a fair score. All three tests could have gone either way. This latest offering was a low-scoring thriller, and these are firmly my favourite. The momentum shifts back and forth... Oh, sorry, TK. Um,
0: The one you won was your favourite one? Yeah, that's really strange. Strange.
1: He he doesn't like these big scores, tight, late on the fifth day kind of results. Where he loses? Yeah,
0: where he loses. Yeah. He
1: likes these, you know, low scoring. We can strike at about eight and over for the last six overs and win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Weird, that, isn't it?
1: Yeah, very strange. Yeah.
2: Hard to put your finger on it. Mm. Keeping you on edge the whole match through. Australia were 85 for four before Mitch Marsh's sublime runnable ton, including hitting 100 runs in a single session. Mark Wood then blasted through the tail to leave Australia 263 all out. England faltered and spluttered through their first innings. They didn't have a single 50 partnership. But Stokes's breathless 80 kept them within touching distance. England took regular wickets in Australia's second innings, but a swashbuckling 77 from Travis Head held things up. Finally, England chalked off the runs with three wickets to spare, in front of a lead crowd in full voice, with scenes reminiscent of 2019. Hold up there!
0: Don't mention the war. Don't mention the war. Don't mention Tom. the war. Don't mention the war. Uh, Headingley, um, 2019.
1: What is, uh. what is with
0: Ben Stokes and Headingley, like, why does he? Why does he like it so much? I was going
1: to say the last time we played at Headingley was I think the 2009 tour where Ben Stokes was still in high school, mm. and we won by an innings. Yeah, that
0: was great. It was a lovely time. Oh, I think it's the only. Other- match we won on that. Yeah, actually, now I think about it. Let's not talk ever about 2009 or 2013. Both of those things were very bad. Yeah. Uh, I think we should put them They weren't them, good. Or the end away. of 2013 was good. No, I like that. Bad. I like I that. Was, yeah, they had some upsides. 5-0. Point of my story is um, – yeah, good point, 5-0. For no, I forget about that sometimes. Um, the point of my story is, being is that Headingley and Stokes at Headingley is a really particular beast. There's something about it that seems to really you – know, you know when in the last test – where Johnny Bester got out with that brilliant stumping from Alex Carey. And all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, um, Stokes just sort of a gear, something flicked in his noodle, and he went absolutely beast mode. That's something that, again, happened here where he, Stokes just makes these decisions. I'm not sure if they're conscious or unconscious, where he's like, screw it, I'm going to go here. I think it's
1: when Bester gets out.
0: <laughs> Whenever Johnny gets out. When, when
1: he's little ginger based. Mate- <laughs> yeah gets out Ben Stokes goes okay I will do this for Ginger Kind which I think you should be a big fan of I mean I respect it he re- he represents you very well he
0: represents me incredibly well but man he's just so terrifying like I just wish he would stop you know I really wish he would stop and, and stop breaking my heart like this just stop playing cricket just stop it Ben uh, it almost feels like he's bullying us anyway back to Tom
2: It was Harry Brook who proved to be the fourth innings-headingly hero this time around, and he is a fine player to watch when he's flowing like this. With Ollie Pope injured, Brook had batted at three in the first innings and looked all at sea. Apparently, Moeen Ali asked permission from McCullum to bat at three in the second innings. The experiment failed in one sense, with Ali adding just five runs, but by shielding Brook and allowing him to come out at his favoured five, it made all the difference. Mm it was fitting that Wokes and Wood were the men in the middle at the end they proved to be hugely refreshing with the ball Wokes offered consistency and control and the electric pace of Wood sent shockwaves to the Aussie lineup yeah. he took his first fifer on home soil and smashed 40 runs off 16 balls across the game he was a well-deserved man of the match.
0: Speaking of blokes who made it look like they were batting on a different track, how much did it look like Mark Wood was batting on a completely different track? His first inning score was 24 runs off eight balls. <laughs> 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 it was crazy. It was awful. Yeah. And did you think, I couldn't help but feel it. I'm not sure we got the tactics right to him. No, what, a deep
1: field with, like, maybe a catching point? Yeah. Like, what we've done the whole series, Series? which has worked when you've got a total to defend. Mm. But when you don't have a total to defend, two boundaries ruins the entire session. Yeah. And, like, poor old Todd Murphy, who we'll talk a bit about later, who did get Stokes' wicket in the first innings. But Stokes had also smashed him for
0: 30-odd runs. Oh, jeez. I mean, Murphy's a good spinner, right? But he's a young fella, I and mean, he's been dropped right in the pressure cooker here. Push spins. it. Ah, push <laughs> it. Ah. Um, point of my story, it, it's very losing Nathan Lyon has proved to be pivotal. Yeah, and we'll see about it later.
1: Is But I want to deconstruct Todd Murphy, but I do want to hear more from TK Hawkey. Okay, yeah, yeah.
2: Let's, let's get back to Tom. I want to consider where this series could end up in the history books. The Yardstick for Incredible Ashes series is, of course, 2005. And the current series already has many similar ingredients. Gary Pratt's run out. Johnny Bairstow stumping. McGrath's twisted ankle. Uh Lions pulled calf muscle. Flintoff demonising Gilchrist. Broad terrorising Warner. Tense fourth innings at Edgbaston by Australia. Tense fourth innings at Edgbaston by Australia. If England winner Old Trafford and the match is another thriller... Then we must surely head to the Oval with a chance of witnessing something truly, truly special, and it may even surpass that heady summer 20 years ago. To get there, I'd like to see the same England lineup with just one change. Ollie Robinson's back spasm and general lack of venom in the series so far means he must be rested. My head says to bring back Josh Tongue, whose slight extra pace would surely be useful. Mm. But my heart is screaming out for James Anderson to come back, stride in from the end of the ground, bearing his name, and produce one last spell of Jimmy magic. And as Emily Dickinson, Woody Allen, and Selena Gomez all point out, the heart wants what it wants. <laughs> <laughs> on Broad versus Warner, he's now taken his wicket 17 oh, times, God. putting Warner joint third on the all-time bunnies list. He shares that spot with Mike Atherton, dismissed 17 times by Courtney Walsh, and Mike Atherton, dismissed 17 times by Curtly Ambrose. <laughs> if Broad can get Warner 3 more times in these last two matches, he'd snatch the top spot on the list, currently held by one uh, Mike Atherton, <laughs> dismissed 19 times by Glenn McGrath. <laughs> There's even talk of leaving Warner out of the side, but I pray that doesn't happen and Broad gets his chance. Run,
0: rabbit, run, (laughs) rabbit, run, (laughs) run,
2: run. run. What a song. Run, rabbit,
0: run, (laughs) run. Oh, that's why he's the best in the business. Thank you, Tom K. Hawke. Oh, the songs were my stuff. idea,
1: sorry, Yeah, I for, mean, for
0: listeners of the pod. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I mean, historically, you can definitely lay in clay with that, mate. Yeah, I can, sure. but I can't use songs because I'm in the room now. Yeah, no, it's got its pros and cons, doesn't it? It does. Tell me about it. Um, thank you, Tom. You're a legend. And, and we are expecting that Tom will be a dad for the second time any day to week now. It's um, very tense. It's very tense. It's a fourth innings chase. It's a real fourth <laughs> innings. <over laughs> he likes <there>. those ones. <laughs> I think he's going to like this one too. Um, yeah, so Tom, we we hope to hear from you after the next test. But I'm just uh, preparing our listeners and preparing you and I, Spinks Arena, that it might not happen. Mm, that's so what I live for. Let's let's live on the edge of our seats with that. Many, many, many good points from Tom Spinks uh, Arena as usual. As per usual. Uh, what what's lingering in your brain? You want to start with? Oh, Warner. Yeah, David Warner mm.
1: versus Stuart Broad. Fun stat for David Warner is Mm -hmm. even including his double ton in his hundredth test against Pakistan. I believe Mm. since 2021, he has averaged 28.17 in two years. He averages less than 30 in home conditions and even in roads in Pakistan, he averages less than 30 far out. I am all for giving Warner a home farewell. Mm. And you're going to have to bleep this one out. I don't give a about what happens against Pakistan later this year. Absolutely not. We can lose. I don't care if he gets his home run. What I do care about is the next two tests and if we win one. Mm. The other problem is what opener do we have in the wings? Marcus Harris. Who is a left-hander. Who is a little hop, skip and a jump, lose your wicket for 20. Opening batter mm. in England. And so, what do you do? I I'd drop him, but just personally. <laughs>
0: Personally, no just one has personally. to know We say it really quietly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she. Sort of mm-hmm. no, no, you go. See, now look. So, okay. So, look. Warner made a one and a four. And both times he was bold, broad, caught crawly. Um, he was pushing Playing forward. At things that he didn't, didn't need, need to, to on a fifth at. stump
1: line. In the first innings, he left two balls which shaved his off stump. Oh, man. Which were good leaves because yeah. they didn't deviate back that far. It was just the angle from broad around the wicket. Two types of leaves, Spinks. Good ones and bad ones. Exactly. Those are good ones. And the bad ones you hear, the good ones you don't. (laughs) I understand. But he flattered to deceive with his 66 in the first test, Mm. obviously. He came out with a mission to, you know, prove doubters wrong, prove himself wrong, and it worked for one innings and like a decent 20, if ever
0: a 20-run innings can be described as such. He's got to go. So, okay. So, look... Mate, I'm completely torn on this. because I, I, like, He doesn't even bat time. Yeah. Like the 17
1: wickets that Hawkey was talking about is we, in the two for none group chat mm. sent through the all of Broad's <laughs> Warner wickets. <laughs> and there was about two of them that I think Australia was above 50 runs at the time. Yeah. There were three where we were at zero.
0: Yeah. They hit
1: ducks in the opening over. Of a match.
0: Mate, some of them made Warner look like the worst cricketer who's ever lived. You know, like they were the ugliest dismissals. And it it does feel so massively that Broad's got his number. Yeah, he makes Warner move around the crease like Manus
1: Lavashain's had too much red cordial. (laughs) Like he's just goose footed, <laughs> cross legged, fallen over. The bats doing these kind of oh, one eighty degree arcs in front of his body, and his
0: middle stump gets taken out. I was listening to an interview with Chris Rogers today, um, former Australian opener uh, Big Buck, and he was saying that one of the he found facing Broad so much harder than facing Anderson. He mm. said that with Jimmy, you can see the seam come out of his hand. It's so perfect and upright and it's pointing either perfectly towards leg slip for the inswinger or perfectly towards first slip for the outswinger. Mm. And you can kind of get in the habit of knowing where it's going to go. The thing with Broad is because he bowls that wobble and he comes from such a steep angle. Mm. Which personally upsets me just on a side (laughs) note
1: that the first ball of an innings from an English bowler is this wobble seam rubbish. (laughs) Where when you're trying to preserve the swing and the direction of a ball in swinging conditions, you give it to your bowler that mangles the absolute hell out of a ball. It just upsets me so much.
0: But it, like, comes in on this angle. I don't care if it works. And then it decks away. It's it, He said, Bucky said it was very, very difficult to play. So, look, I, I give Warner a little bit of um, grievance on that, but- A grace on that, I should say. But I I don't know what to do here, mate. Because he is like, okay, so look. So if we do it, right, we pull the trigger. We drop Warner. We pull him out. And let's say we do bring him back when we're back in Australia. Because, you know, Warner on Australia is is a whole different beast. Yeah,
1: and he does deserve... The home series. He no one deserves series. a jersey. No one's got a mortgage on their jersey. I I understand all that, but it's a nice thing to give people a home run.
0: Yeah, uh, and, uh, and totally. And it's the Windies, you know. It's yeah, the Windies in Pakistan. Like yeah. he's playing Pakistan at home in his last test. test. You know, give the bloke a run. Anyway, I think that who do you replace him with? Right, this is the big question. Don't now, you dare say Travis Head. Well, exactly. That like they tried
1: it. It filled a gap mm. for a moment, but. Heads at five and he's doing
0: so well. He's at doing five. him so well. Don't weaken a strength to strengthen a weakness. So you could do something crazy and put Mitchell Marsh or Cameron Green up there in an effort to have both of them in the side. But but Green, but Green's not batting well. No. I mean I think putting Cameron Green up there would be totally sacrificial lamb stuff. He won't do any worse. Then I mean, Warner or his
1: other innings. That's a great point. He might Sorry. let a few more
0: balls go and, too. But
1: this is a guy that opens for WA in Sheffield Shield. Yeah, it's open for WA in Sheffield Shield. You know, he's got a plus 50 average yeah. in 1st yeah. Or used to have a plus 50 average the in first-class cricket. But that is opening in WA, UA. which is a very true but bouncy and crazy deck. Mm. Which is kind of similar to the decks they're trotting out now. The thing that's getting Cameron Green out at the moment is Cameron Green.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe he's the best shout. I don't know. I don't know. Or you elevate minus because he's basically been opening anyway. But he's also out of touch.
1: Yeah. Like he's, you know, makes he's, makes sense, he's hovering it? around 30s. He hasn't got a half century on this entire tour.
0: Yeah. So, or you drop in bloody Marcus Harris who like had a pretty good county season from what I hear. Yeah, but he he's
1: our Joe Burns in that Yeah, dominates first class cricket yep. at home or even playing county or Joe Burns uh, I think had a season out here that he did quite well.
0: But in the test arena, it doesn't work. I don't I don't know why it doesn't work, but it well, doesn't. Well, I think it would be a big freaking ask to have a, a guy come in to replace Davy, who's going to be facing Broad doing the exact same thing who hasn't seen it as much, you know, like I'm not sure it's bound for success, Spinks Arena. No, the,
1: the thing in Harris's favour is that he bats time. And if you've got him and Usman up there, even if they both only make 10, 20, they've both faced 80.
0: Hmm.
1: And that would help Marnus a hell of a lot at the moment and would help the tail a lot at the moment because that would tend to bring Travis Head in when around the 65th-ish overmark, if everyone's had a good day. Yeah. And so he can get his eye in against the old ball and then lace the new ball through the covers. Yeah.
0: Is that your preferred result then, do you think? Yeah, yeah. Marcus Harris
1: opening and then we get to the... Marshall Green debate.
0: Well, yes, well, yes. So, so here's the Marshall Green debate, Spinks. Where, what is, what are you, what are you, where are you sitting on? Again,
1: I'd, I never thought I'd say it, but you, you can't drop Marsh. I mean, because Green p- hasn't been taking the wickets either. Marsh got Crawley both times mm. in each innings in this last test. he's bowling decent, and he, he let loose for an innings and got an okay score in uh, Australia's second innings. He got you the runs. He got the runs that kept us in the game. Mm. Green may just need the start of the Sheffield Shield season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really tough call to drop a bloke who's made 118 at a run of ball, got 100 in a session. Yeah, last and- time
1: that happened, Usman Khawaja replaced Marcus Harris because yeah. he came in for Travis Head when Head had COVID, got a century, and they dropped Marcus Harris and went, You're opening now. And, and that has been a very successful move. It's not all right. Maybe we do that with Marsh. Like you said, drop Warner and said, Mitchell, you're opening now. Now, deal with it. Get some centuries.
0: I mean, it, I feel in my heart of hearts, it, like Mitchell Marsh is such a tough quantity to, to ascertain, right? So, so here's yeah. the thing with Mitch. Obviously, super talented dude. Oh, you never know, in question. Never in doubt. But. Again, Spinks, like, opening the batting, such a tough thing to do. Like, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, my honest, my heart tells me that probably what's going to happen is they're just going to keep Warner. Yeah. It, it's
1: it's the dick move you don't want to make. Mm. And, you know, Andrew McDonald is in as coach. We might say mainly because he is a better man manager ...than Justin Langer was. Yeah. Langer lost the dressing room with uh, aggressive style to coaching... Mm -hmm. ...and man management. And McDonald, who no one, I think, would have thought would be the one to take over... ...the assistant coach taking over from Justin Langer. But he's kept the dressing room. Everyone thinks they play really nice except for the British press...
0: And a section of the Australian press that just thinks they're bloody climate change soft cocks. Oh yeah, just uh, bloody climate forward. Cummins over here. Climate Cummins. Like, why is that controversial? Like, how is that controversial? You in know the, one the world?
1: answer. I know the answer. People are idiots, and we have political parties that say dumb things.
0: Yeah, it's true. Sorry, Spink. Sorry, 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 sorry. But yeah, sorry.
1: it's it's the move that makes you a bad guy. It's the move Justin Langer would make. Yeah, and it's the move that Darren Lehman would have made. And it's the move that various coaches would have made it. Andy Flower would have made it. Oh, in the, yeah, in that yeah. famous English side, exactly. i sure. It was very harsh. You drop the people that aren't performing. And he averages 28 over two years, including a double ton. Take that double ton out. It probably drops to minus four. <laughs>
0: He has not looked good. He has not looked good, and and those bunny stats that Tom was giving us before really do give you a pause for thought. Yeah, it makes me
1: it makes me wish I paid more attention when Michael Atherton was playing. Yeah, well, watching, like I was four, but yeah, still.
0: Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure there's highlight reels of him sneaking off to Kurtley. Oh, it
1: sends me to sleep. Uh,
0: to be fair, if you or I were facing Curtly, I, I would be, be dead. I, I would one be dead. Two, I would be so grateful to sneak off. I would take my mark. <laughs> two metres wide of
1: leg stump yeah. and just bowl it. Please. And he would still bowl it at my head. Yeah, he
0: probably would, yeah. Um, so then that brings us to the next selection question, Spinks, coming out of this very, very tight loss. The next selection question is revolving around uh, Scotty Bolland and Michael Nisa. Now- Is it those two only? Oh, do you have more? Hoff, he's fit. And, and Hazelwood. Yeah. The, the media, um, ourselves included now- Oh, um, no. Oh yeah, yeah, including oh. us. Um, oh, I have to change my CV. <laughs> <laughs> Got to update my LinkedIn. Um, there's been a lot of clamour, Spinks, to bring Nisa in. Now, Nisa- nice, Bowls has got a good test record. Mm-hmm. He's been bowling really well. And he's been batting the freaking house down. Yeah.
1: Genuine all-rounder in county cricket.
0: Made a hundred odd, made a couple of eighties, made a hundred and eighty. or hundred and seventy-six, whatever it was. Now, here's the thing about that one seventy-six. I watched the highlights of mm-hmm. that just yesterday, this morning. And while there were a bunch of great shots in it, and it, there were parts of it that looked really, really good, I, I've got to say that it was real streaky. Yeah, speech. it was a scratchy that. It was scratchy. And it was against blokes bowling like 125 yeah, to Ollie 130. Robinson. It was against like Ollie Robinson clones bowling little Audis. Yeah, that you, Ollie Robinsons that you'd introduce to your nan. Ollie Just Robinsons that you'd polite. introduce to your nan, exactly, um, bowling little 130, 125K Audis. Um, and there were so many nicks that went past the slip. So many went past the slip, so many inside edges. It, it wasn't, I think it's being portrayed as that, Michael Neeser is the saviour of Australian cricket, is the saviour of the tail end. Yeah. And I think getting 180, anybody that scores 180 ever is is a bloody fine cricketer. Yeah,
1: but I would never, ever pick Jason Gillespie for his batting.
0: That's right.
1: That's a guy who averaged 12. Yeah. Including a double ton. Like, that's David Warner numbers. <laughs>
0: With wickets. With wickets. And look, like, I think if Nice came in, he would be great. I have no doubt of it. He's skiddy. He's accurate. He can shape in both ways. But not on these roads. But maybe not on these roads. Like, absolute roads in the
1: Test Arena. Like, he, yeah, he doesn't bowl particularly quick. And he's not even relatively known for seam and swing in Australian conditions. He's accurate. He's got a bit of pace. And he can get it to kick up. Yeah. He can, he's can. he got this wonderful backspin on how he bowls that gets the ball to kick up on a length. But also, he's 33. Hmm. Neeser is not a pick for the future. He's not someone who's going to do a job beyond this series. Yeah. Because in home conditions, we have... And Boland was similar when he came in, but he ripped through the pomps. Yeah. Ripped through them. My Build the man a statue.
0: Yeah. Neeser's not going to rip through a team. Well, I mean, we don't know, mate. I do. He won't. <laughs> but... And he will add some more solidity to our lower order, for sure. But... I guess what I'm trying to caution against is this narrative that Michael Neisser is the saviour of Australian cricket.
1: Yeah, it's the man who's not in the team is the one that's going to solve your problems. Lones. And we don't have a problem. We don't have a problem. We had one bad, or not even bad, but both us and England were around a 280 score mark for every innings. Yeah. So that wasn't we failed. It was either everyone failed or everyone did okay or whatever it is. He's not going to solve a problem that we don't have because our batters are, on the whole, more consistent and better. We've got about three or four in-form batters. They've got people who can and Stokes. Yeah. Like that's what they have. Stokes and, is the problem. Yes. And is not solving the Stokes problem. No. With his bowling. So he's not going to solve a problem that we don't have.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, if they bring him in, I, I fully support it. I think he'll be – I think he'll do a really good job. And, I, like, a part of me wants to have a look at him. Too, that at this level, that, you know, like the guy's been the permanent bridesmaid for the last three years. Yeah,
1: and he like had a day-night test in Australia, and he bowled very, he very well. He bowled really well. Like, I'm got- not saying he
0: won't do a good job, mm. but it's an imaginary problem. It's an imaginary problem because we're still taking 20 wickets. We still took them at a really good rate. We just didn't make enough runs. Yeah.
1: We S- – Smith had I, – I looked this up. I tried to find the worst – performance from a batter in their hundredth test. Mm. And unfortunately he's not even close, yeah, even right. though he scored about 26 odd for the entire game. Like uh, Joshua Pujara uh, had his hundredth test in Australia last time they were here mm. and he got a duck in his first innings and made him the seventh batsman to do it and the second Indian batter to do it. But then he also joined Ricky Ponting in the club of the only batters in the hundredth test to hit the winning runs. and mm. But he only had to score 30 in that innings because Australia Failed. Yeah, beeped it. But Smith had a bad test, and we said it after the first one, is we won the first test without Smith or Labochain getting runs. Yeah. Which rarely happens, and now it's happened twice. Yes. Smith got a good 100 in the second test, but hasn't done anything since.
0: Well, yeah. Or a round, sorry. He, he had a tough sort of game in the third. What did he get? He got a really – oh, a, a streaky two. streaky two. Moeen Alley came in and just got a bloody two there. Um, he got two wickets. He got both Smith and Marnus. And, like, what a huge two wickets from for Moeen Alley to come and get. You know, to get two for 34 off off 17 overs. Somehow Moeen Alley was going at two and over, Ooh. which – doesn't feel right to me. Well, I think
1: that's stemming from the second test where he just got easy wickets is he mm. got Cam Green. as He's just people playing hoicks because he's the only batter who's not oh, easy, the only bowler who's not bowling bouncers. <laughs> yeah. So they went, okay, we'll attack him. And they just flay it to point or to deep square or yeah. whatnot. So I think they said they have to be a bit more
0: circumspect with Moeen and they still got out. So hmm, I'm not sure where all this leaves us. You're saying so. Give me, give me your lineup, Spinks. Give me the lineup you'd want to see at the at the Old Trafford next at Old Trafford, not the. So we've got
1: Kawaja, Harris, uh, Manus, Smith, Head, Marsh, Carey, Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood, Murphy. Okay, change very little. Yeah. Uh, the Boland question that you were talking about is yeah in. What we would call traditional English conditions, Boland is perfect for. Problem is, we're not playing in traditional English conditions. They are—they've set out these roads. These, like Headingly, looked like Durban. Through that test, <laughs> it was the driest in oh, the wow. north of England, the rainiest place on earth. On earth, the driest entire ground I've seen. Incredibly
0: quick outfield. Very flat pitch. Do you know in Leeds when the uh clouds clear, people stand and stare at the sky. Yeah, it's Christmas. They they stare transfixed sphinx. They, they have to send people around to corral palms to get back on the tube. They get you you know? Know?
1: incredibly drunk. There's the comedian John Richardson talking about, you know, someone from Europe coming to visit England and just talking about how drunk they are and it's a horrible place. And he said, Why were they drunk? The sun was out <laughs>
0: It's well, a celebration. <laughs> you have no idea what that means to the people of Leeds. Um, so it was amazing that pitch was so hard and so baked. Like it was like looking at Durban or the Wacker. I couldn't believe it. it the Wacker of old, not it was the, the Wacker of not the Optus, old,
1: not the new Optus yeah, Stadium yeah. rubbish.
0: So I, mean, I think too that England have been really clever with how they've played Scotty. They obviously watched a lot of how he bowls, mm. and they've been actively trying to mess with his lengths. They've been coming out of the crease and batting a long way down. They've been charging him. They've been going back really far. Mm. They've been doing everything they can to put him off where he needs to put the ball. And honestly, he's been a bit short and a bit full. I think he's been co- I think he's been a bit shook by that because he mm. doesn't
1: he's, – his line and length, his accuracy personified. Mm. And he doesn't have the test experience to be able to combat that because yeah. his test experience up until now has been smooth sailing. Yeah. And what he's been doing for Victoria for over a
0: decade. Six for seven built the man the statue. Exactly.
1: And average under ten over three tests. Yeah. Like he hasn't been able to combat on the fly like say a uh Cummins does or a Hazelwood mm. or a Jimmy Anderson and abroad over decades. Is he's fallen into the trap that the English batters are trying to force him into. Yeah. And the, and also they're batting on roads. So his yeah. his deliveries aren't going to do terribly much.
0: Yeah, he has. They've. I think um, I'm sort of giving some credit here to to Baz and the English setup. I think they've thought about how to play Scotty Boland really well, um, and they've executed that really well, and mm. it, it means that. Yeah, you're probably right. Hazelwood coming in is probably the thing. I mean, look, here's my wild team selection. Here's my. I
1: love a, uh, a, a selection surprise. Yeah,
0: selection shock. In honor of Chris Barty, who's out there changing nappies somewhere in Western Australia, um, my selection shock is they go, <laughs> they drop Warner, you open with Marsh and Kawaja. <laughs> 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 you play minus at three, Smith at four, Head at five, Green at six, Carey at seven. You have Nisa in eight. You have um, Cummins, Stark, um, and then and Murph. Murph is in your. Uh, that is your absolute wild strawberries. We team. are going
1: to absolutely get smashed at Old Trafford. <laughs> yeah.
0: Team, Uh, this is me, Pat, chiming in again from the future. The team has been announced, and neither Spinksy or I was correct. Um, here's how it went down. David Warner is staying in the team. Scotty Boland is out, and Murph is out as well. They are playing Cam Green and Mitch uh, Marsh in the same side. Um, Warner is there opening the batting. You've got Marsh at six, Green at seven, Carey at eight, and of course the swap. Poland for Hazelwood has gone down. First time Australia have been playing without a specialist spinner um, but since like 2012. So when we played a test at the Wacker. So it's going to be really interesting to see. It's going to be bloody wet, you guys. It's going to be soaking out there. We're going to get like three days of really good weather and then it's going to rain. So I think the POMs are fully planning to basball the hell out of it and... Um, And yes, he can't get a victory inside three days. Uh, It does say, you know, he'll be not going to get a day five. It's probably a pretty good argument not to play a spinner, but he can't help but feel a little bit sorry for Murph. Anyway, let's go back to me and Spinks in the past. Here's one more just to really throw a cat amongst the pigeons. Do you know else else's name has come up this week as a potential selection? No. Glenn Maxwell. No.
1: (laughs) No. Yes. Like, I love Maxi. I think he should have played so many more tests than he has. I remember him score being one of only two batters alongside Steve Smith to score a century in India. Mm. By the time the home summer came around, which was our next test series, he was dropped. Yeah. Like, he has been mistreated by the selectors for way too long. But absolutely, he's just come back from a broken leg. He smashed a really good eighty. In county cricket, and everyone's like, oh, Maxie,
0: bring him in. No, he'll take three wickets and make 80. He's, bring not got, him a bowl. In. <laughs> he's got a broken leg. Oh, spam <laughs> me. Say, so, look, no selection shocks there. Good. Um, let's talk about Murphy.
1: Yeah, okay, because he's, I think he, I thought he bowled well. Yeah. He thought he bowled, especially in the first innings. He seemed to make Stokes uncomfortable for a bit. He did. After the break, Stokes went, oh, no, I'm just going to play like Stokes does. But then he eventually got Stokes' wicket. He has such a motor on him when he comes into the crease. Mm. Have you seen his run-up? Yeah, he's quick, huh? He runs he, a couple of steps, runs into the crease, and then bowls about 95, 96 Ks. Yeah, it's quick. Which is similar to Nathan Lyon early in his career. And the biggest criticism of Nathan Lyon all the time was that he bowled too fast. Yeah. He bowled too fast. And what he was trying to get was that late dip and a little bit of drift. And in helpful conditions, you get that. And in Australian conditions, you can get that. But in these English conditions, you don't get any of that. And when Todd Murphy got Stokes' wicket, he slowed down. There was a little committee between Cummins and uh, Stark yeah. and Murph. And then there was a little committee with Smith and Marnus and Murph. And that's when it came out that you need to slow down. Mm. And all of a sudden he's run up was still as long, but his steps were just a little bit slower. And his arm speed was a little bit slower and he's bowling at 86, 87. Mm. And when he gets it like that, he dips light. Yeah. Like really late. Uh, Lion's biggest weapon is his drift. Yep. He gets that ball to drift half a meter to a meter uh, laterally in the air, which is ridiculous. Murphy gets incredibly late dip and he just needs to in, these English conditions just slow it down a little bit and it will like within three meters of the batter, that ball dips and it's beautiful to watch. I just want him to keep doing that. Please. I know all the prop answers to every problem (laughs) that every cricketer has. I am the armchair expert. Thank you.
0: Good night. (laughs) Thank you. And good night. No, look, I think you're really right. Like, of course I am. Of course you are. I mean, it's, of course it's easy for us to sit here and say it, but, I, the guy must have been nervous. I mean, I can't imagine how many, how much I'd be packing it in his situation. Little Rick
1: Moranis come out of retirement oh. to play for the Australian cricket team. <laughs> like that, that is an uncanny resemblance. I mean, he really does his, look like he's about to shrink some kids. His baggy cream looks four sizes too big for his
0: head. He yeah. looks like Darth Helmet from Spaceballs. <laughs> That is a deep cut,
1: Spinks. All you Mel Brooks fans out there.
0: Yeah, I loved that movie. Oh, man. Um, yeah, look, I, I really do hope they give him another go. I, I would say it's incredibly Murph. unlikely that they would, they would drop gonna him. Who else is going to play? Well, then, yeah. I mean, do you go with four quicks? I mean, no. it's very unlikely.
1: Absolutely not.
0: Murph, Murph is in the team. He's yeah. very good. Give him a give him a red hot crack of it. I mean the the other one I wanted to mention there is oh no in in the um in old mate niece's uh hundred and eighty odd. Do you know who we got like a near hundred run stand with who Mitch Swepson? Which tells you the quality of the bowling, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mitch Swepson's in it's there Poor, getting poor a
1: odd Poor Sweppy. Like I thought before the tour to India, he was a lock for our yeah, second time. and they've. Played it safe with another right arm orthodox. And he bowled incredibly well in India. Took a five for on debut. Great for Murph. But poor Schweppo.
0: Yeah, you got to feel for Schweppo. It's a difficult art leg spin,
1: mate. Yeah, and no country seems to
0: want to give one a go. no. It's, it's – especially when you're playing against a basketball side. Yeah. Right, like, I think that it would be really difficult to – I mean, bowling leggies to, you know, Ben Stokes and Harry Brook and all those cats. You're going to go the freaking distance. On roads. On roads. On absolute right. Road. It's – oh, it's so upsetting. If you're playing on pitches. the M4, you know, you're going to go for a couple oh, of oh, this runs.
1: This is the M40 circle around
0: side London. Like, <laughs> it's just horrific.
1: Please, so, I hope that is the M40. <laughs>
0: look, I, I think that – Mm. I think we're unlikely to see too many changes, honestly. Mm. The teams have been so close. It's been such a wonderful test series. Um, I, I you know, we may be proved wrong. We're recording this on Friday the 14th. Um, So, you know, anything could happen in the next couple of days, but I, I would imagine the team would stay pretty similar. Um, yeah. I
1: think Hazelwood's coming in for Bowland. Yeah. I think that's happening because when Hazelwood's fit, they want him bowling. Like our front three are coming stuck. Hazelwood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the only shift. And then it's, yeah, green or marsh.
0: Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen there. And I have no freaking clue how this game's going to go. There's a lot of chat out there, again, in the media. that <laughs> In our circles. In our circles, in the circles that we move in, um, that the momentum is with England. Of course they say that. I mean, they said the momentum was England after the first test. When they lost. They also said it after the second test when they lost. They're yep. definitely saying it They had
1: it the now. moral
0: ashes 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> but I I cannot wait, Spinks. And God, I hope we just win this one. I, I hope we th- win this I one. I don't
1: think we will. I see it going to the Oval, which is a great stomping ground for us historically and for Steve Smith. True. Yeah. And I, I as a sports fan, I would like- England to win Old Trafford so we can have a deciding fifth Ashes test. As a person who's been staying up till 4am religiously (laughs) for the past three weeks, I would really like us to win by an innings.
0: Yeah, it'd be great to win in three days. I'd love to lock this one out in three days. Like, we
1: win the toss, we send them into bat first, they get skilled for 110, we put on a great 420. 600.
0: We just put on 600. Really quickly. Really quickly. So Marsh
1: might have to open.
0: Yeah, Marsh opens, we put on 600. That'd
1: be Great. Uh, Declare by the end of day two. Yeah. And they're out by lunchtime third day. Yeah, I love that. That would be great.
0: Can we, um, ComBank, if you're listening, while you're bribing Heather Knight, can you just bribe a couple of the uh, English members? That's going to be a there? lot more expensive. It's going to cost you more. They're IPL players. But yeah. Yeah, do they really care, Spinks? Do you know, no. ComBank, do they really care about Australia? No. Now's their time to step up.
1: Yeah, if, <laughs> if you were the nation's bank. <laughs>
2: if you
0: were the nation's
1: bank, this you is You would doing. bribe. <laughs> Ben <laughs> Stokes, <laughs> to forget how to back. Yeah. Or finally give in to that hamstring injury. that's give in to the
0: hamstring. Yeah. Give in to the knee. Yeah, there's, or the back. There's so many injuries to choose exactly. from, Ben. Just say,
1: oh, I'm sore.
0: I'm sore. I can't do it.
1: I'm sore from carrying this entire team on my
0: back. Yeah, yeah I reckon. Wow, wow, we were. Um, All right, Spinksy, that'll do us. Let's leave it there, mate. Any final thoughts from you before we sign off?
1: No, I just want to win- quickly
0: yeah me too do us a favor do us a favor please go those Aussies Aussies. two for none is created by Patrick Cullen and Chris Barty this episode presented by Pat Cullen and Alex Spinks featuring the one and only TK Hawkey this episode was produced and edited by Mike Wilcox and Midnight Publishing thanks Mike you're a legend and featured music including Under Pressure, Queen and David Bowie, Hot Space 1982, UMG, Run Rabbit Run, Alan and Flanagan, Orchard Music Group. All clips and music is used in conjunction with our APRA AMCOS online mini license. Contact APRA.com.au for details. You can check us out at gingersnapsydney.com. Make sure you like, rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. Tell a friend about it. Share it on socials. Get the word out that Two for Done is a bloody great podcast. We swear it's not just our mums that think so. We'll be back after the next test with a full wrap-up. And in the meantime, go those Aussies!
1: Go those Aussies!